Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 35. In today's show, we'll be talking to Jordan Goodman, host of the highly popular weekly Money Answers radio show about financial management strategies for business owners. Jordan is going to tell us how to get out of debt, manage your business credit rating to help improve your cash flow and profitability. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Shai. Hey, Craig, have you ever had any clients that struggle with financial strategy? It's one that hits a number of clients. It's unfortunate that many clients wait until it's too late once in a while and looking for help. And so coming back in and really diving deep into the financial side exposes a lot. And financial management touches so many areas, whether that be how do you incorporate the structure of the company, cash flow management, and even when do I go in debt and how do I manage debt appropriately for the size and scope of the business? What's your experience? Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, financial management is not sexy. And most business owners are focused on trying to get customers and trying to serve customers so they can grow their business. And sometimes the finance gets away from them. And perhaps nobody knows this topic better than our guest today, America's Money Answers Man, Jordan Goodman, host of the highly popular weekly Money Answers radio show on Voice America Business Network. Jordan's a former Wall Street correspondent for Money Magazine and an author of 14 books on finance. He's been answering Americans' questions about personal finance topics for over 35 years. Good morning, Jordan. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Great to be with you, Craig and Shai. Jordan, you're known as Americans' money answer man, and we're so excited to have you today to talk about some of the different financial issues that business owners face. And also interested in the idea of using leverage to grow your business. What can you tell us about that? I think that's really the key to making your business grow. You, as an owner, only have so much time and so many resources to make your business work. But if you leverage other people's time and expertise your business can grow exponentially. And a lot of businesses think they've got to do everything themselves. So whether it be financial resources or expertise in various areas, if you can kind of get people started and benefit from their expertise and their knowledge and their people, it makes a huge difference in your business's ability to grow. So it's a one key word in business success. I like to use the word leverage. Yeah, that's great advice. And a lot of times when we think about leverage, you're thinking debt. But this is a concept of intellectual resources, really, and how you can use that to be a force multiplier in your business is so true. I would give that a good idea. It is intellectual leverage as opposed to financial leverage. That's correct. Yeah, I'm big on getting out of debt, but I'm big on increasing leverage. I mean, just the way the world works today, people have databases, for example, of their customers. And if you can build that up and give that to another organization that's going to help them and you help their customers, and you potentially can get revenue from that as well. That's just a simple example of leverage. And there's a lot of people in the kind of online space who've got all these huge databases built up, and they share databases with each other to promote their events, and then they give them affiliate fees. The whole affiliate model is an example of leverage in today's world, and it works very well. The customer wins, people get new customers, and you get affiliate fees. So it's a a triple win. I always like things to be win-win. 
Yeah, I think that's great. And so in win-win, you know, also we look at how do we leverage our capital, right? So what about our cash, that kind of capital? Right. So a lot of businesses I find today, the ones that are doing well, have a lot of cash sitting around earning literally zero in the bank. Uh, You have your money in a checking account, savings account, CDs, treasury bills, zero. (laughs) You're getting absolutely no return. And it's going to stay that way for as far as the eye can. So I like to make your money in your business, both individually and for your business, work for you. And something I'm doing myself that might be of interest to the listeners is what's called commercial mortgage bridge loans. So there's a way of getting a 6% yield super safely over one year. You get monthly checks and you get your money back at the end of the year with no fees uh, whatsoever. Uh, There's a website people can find out more about that, which is commercialmortgagebridgeloans.com. They've also got a phone number, 888-518-3113. So here's how it works. Somebody wants to improve their commercial property could be an office building, an apartment building, a shopping center, medical building, something like that. Because the banks are so super, super tight these days, it's really difficult to get a traditional bank loan. So instead, they go to loan originators who give them a short-term, typically one-year loan. They get the money, renovate or improve the place, pay interest for the year, and then once it's done, they pay it off. And now they got their project done. I'll just give you a recent example of what I did. There was a guy who had a big house in a university town, and he was renting it out to two students at a time. Well, he said, I can reconfigure the house. I can have four students at a time, put in four bathrooms, four kitchens, and make four apartments out of it. He went to his local bank. Bank said, no way. They, they run the other way when they hear about construction or renovation. So he got a short-term bridge loan, and he renovated the house, same house, but now he's got four rents instead of two every month for the rest of his life. That's a good thing. So it was worth it for him to pay a bit of a higher interest rate, maybe 10% over a one-year time frame, because once the thing is done, he's now got four rents coming in instead of two rents. (laughs) So that's a big, big payoff for him. And again, he couldn't get a loan from a local bank. So that's an example of a bridge loan I did recently where the guy is thrilled. So what happens, the loan originator, the company that puts these together, charges 10. They keep four you, the investor, get six. So that means from your point of view that 100% of the money you invest gets 6%. And then at the end of the year, project was done, he pays it off, you can do another bridge loan. So that's a typical example because a lot of small businesses today are having a really hard time getting loans. This is a way of you as an investor actually profiting from that. I love this concept because you're helping other businesses at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. There's more demand for bridge loans than there are capital going into it because all the Dodd-Frank and all the other regulations that have been put in since the financial crash have made it really, really difficult to get loans. It not only may be impossible to get it at all, but even if you can get it, it takes six months or more and tons of paperwork. So a lot of people just say, I don't want to do that. I want to get my loan in two or three weeks get on with my life, improve my property, and get this over with. And get to the part where I get the return. Yeah. So the person renovating the real estate gets the return. Yeah. And the investor gets 6% of their money with no fees whatsoever. You know, in, in an era where if you keep your money in the bank, you're literally, you know you're going to get zero. <laughs> There's no, no choice. You're going to get zero <laughs> when it comes down to. That's so just- anyway, that, that might be helpful to some folks. And again, that website, it has a video. It's got an explanation of how the whole thing works. Commercialmortgagebridgeloans.com or 888-518-3113. They help you pick the best bridge loan from a bunch of different loan originators. And when you said you feel it's a fairly safe investment, how do you measure that risk? 
So the safety is in several ways. First of all, the maximum they're going to lend against the value of the property is 65% of the value of the property, so-called loan-to-value, maximum 65%. So the borrower still has lots of stake in the game, 35% or sometimes even more. Uh, Also, in many cases, these bridge loans, you're in first position as the lender. There's a second position behind you with a fund typically called a mortgage fund, and what I've been doing is a $100 million fund. So in the unlikely chance that the underlying borrower does not make payments on time or even defaults, that mortgage fund will make up the difference. And they might foreclose on the property and make a ton of money. <laughs> I'll just give you a simple example. Say there was a building worth 100000 The most they would lend would be 65000 Say for whatever unlikely reason the guy doesn't make his payments, they could foreclose the building, sell it for 100000 a conservative market value, pay you back your 65000 well, actually, they'd probably pay about 50000 They would have invested about 15000 in second position. And then, so they've paid you back 50000 plus the 3000 interest for the year. They've invested 15000 in second position. When they sell the building for 100 they earn 35000 So in the worst of all cases where the borrower defaults on the loan, you get your interest in principal as due. The second position triples their money. They invested fifteen, they get thirty five. The people that lose are the borrowers that just lost their building. They're in this to improve their buildings, not lose their buildings. So it sure. it happens very, very, very rarely. Ah, it's a great vehicle. And so how about for business owners just trying on a day to day basis to just manage their debt? Do you have any advice on that? Yeah, a lot of businesses have a lot of debt, and all the creditors are calling them all the time, and their solution is to hide under the desk and not open the mail, not answer the phone, <laughs> run away from it. <laughs> That's not going to work too well, okay? So the idea of dealing with business debt is prioritization. You want to prioritize which creditors are more important to you and which are less important to you. So the utility company that can turn your lights off and close you down in a day, that's a pretty important creditor. Some lawyer who helped you draft a document three years ago is not as important to you, okay? It's nice to pay him, but he doesn't have the kind of leverage over you. So there's actually uh, some companies that do this for you. There's one called Corporate Turnaround, for example, and their website is helpwithpayables.com. Their phone number, 877-377-3669. And they've got a whole system of prioritization of debts. So you go to them and you say you've got, whatever, 15 creditors. And they see each creditor and say how much leverage they have over your business. Can they turn you the lights off and close you down tomorrow? Or, you know, is it not that important and you can pay them later? And then they combine that all into one payment that you make to them. They disperse the money to the creditors and you get around doing your business. You don't have to deal with the creditors. If some creditor calls, say, deal with the corporate turnaround people. They'll handle it and don't bother me. Uh, About 75 or 80% of the businesses that sign up with them save their businesses and don't have to go under because it's very hard and distracting to deal with all these creditors calling you all the time. So this is a very simple way for the average business. And you end up paying a lot less. I mean, each creditor gets to choose. Do they want 100 cents on the dollar? Well, you have to wait three years. Will you take five cents on the dollar? Well, I'll give that to you in two months and anything in between. So each creditor agrees to how much of a discount they're going to take on the debt, and then that's what's built into the cake, and you make the payment to them every month, they pay the creditors, and over a period of time, your cash flow is improved, your debt's paid off, and you can actually live above the desk instead of having to be cowering under your desk, not wanting to open the mail or listen to the phone. Uh, it's such a great triage plan for someone that's really in that position, and like you said, I mean, that can be a real 
very real world distraction for a business owner. Big time. And just because the squeaky wheel tends to get the grease, the ones who complained the most might get your money. That may not be the best place to be having your money go first. Okay, just because he calls you a lot doesn't mean he should get paid first. So this whole idea of prioritization is something that's very unique and a lot of businesses don't know how to do it. You know, it also makes me think about, too, that even if you're in good standing, managing payables effectively is such a key component of your cash flow. Receivables seem really obvious, but sometimes on the payable side, people don't have a real clear defined strategy. So what a great opportunity just using that logic to maybe review your payables and think about it in terms of leverage and develop a strategy like a map of, okay, on a regular basis, this is how I'm going to approach this. I mean, everybody wants to pay their bills. But some you can pay quicker and some you can pay others. And everybody's trying to speed up how they get paid. But, you know, you can slow up your payables and still be relatively current and not hurt your credit score. But as businesses, they're into running their business, not managing their payables. And this is a company that does it for them. And they've done this for like 25 years. And they've got lots and lots of experience. And they know each kind of creditor and how much leverage they've got over you. So you can try to do it yourself. This is a better way to go. So, again, their website is helpwithpayables.com. And on the flip side, Jordan, when they're looking at optimizing, getting more capital into their organization, what are your thoughts there? Well, again, it's very hard to get traditional bank loans these days. But the good news is there's a whole bunch of money out there that is willing to invest in small businesses if you know how to access them. Hedge funds, for example, even private investors through crowdfunding. There's just a lot of ways of getting money that a lot of people don't realize. There's kind of a clearinghouse for all of this, which is called CompanyLendingSolutions.com. They've got a phone number as well, 877-267-8623. And they've got very many years of experience. And depending on how much money you need, what your credit rating is, what you're going to use it for, sometimes you can get a hedge fund loan. Sometimes it can be crowdfunding. Uh, Sometimes it can be credit unions. There's a lot of different ways of doing it. But the point is, you don't have to just go to your local bank, get turned down, and say, I can't get financing. There's a whole other world today. I'll just give you another example. The so-called peer-to-peer lending. Lending Club and Prosper are two of the big ones there. They are now doing small business loans as well. They used to just do personal loans. They're now doing small business loans as well. Now, one area I would warn people against is what's called merchant cash advances. And what they do is they will actually give you money quickly, within a day or two, unsecured loans, but they're going to take control of your merchant credit card processing and take their payments out of that literally every day. It can be extremely expensive, 30, 40, 50% interest rates, high fees, and it's hard to get out of it. I call it the payday lending of the business world. And so I think there's a lot of these merchant cash advance people out there that are hurting small businesses. It's tempting. They'll give you a mailing. They'll say, you know, want your money tomorrow. (laughs) That sounds good. But it's like a deadly treadmill that it's hard for a lot of people to get off. So I would avoid the merchant cash advance people. Instead, go to these places that have a wide variety of financing at more reasonable rates, like this CompanyLendingSolutions.com. And what about financing your accounts receivables? There seems to be a large volume of companies and people out there that are actively interested in financing your accounts receivable. Any thoughts there? Well, that's typically called factoring. And yes, that can work. Uh, What they're going to do is buy your accounts receivable at a discount. And depending on how quickly they think they're going to get paid, the discount might be 4% or 10%, depending on what's involved in collecting those accounts receivables. If you need the cash now, 
it's okay. You're obviously taking less money in the, in the total if you're giving up that discount. But if your cash flow is really tight, selling your accounts receivable at a, at a discount can make sense for a lot of people. Just want to make sure you're dealing with a very reputable company because there's a lot of people in that field that are not so reputable, frankly. Jordan, one of the things on a personal basis that we get into when we're wanting to acquire money or make purchases comes to that credit score. How does this credit score align in the business community? It's very important to stay on top of your business credit score. People are used to their personal credit scores, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, but they often don't really monitor their business credit score very well. Now, Dun & Bradstreet has something called the Paydex score, the top being 80, which is how you pay your bills. Experian also has a business credit score as well. And you want to kind of stay on top of these things and make sure it's as accurate as possible. Now, I find there's lots of mistakes on these things all the time. And there are people that will actually help you correct mistakes on your business credit score. And as a result of that, you'll get more access to credit at lower interest rates and better terms. A place that I would recommend is called Tour debusiness.com, T-O-U-R-D-E business.com. They've also got a phone number, 732-413-8559. And they've helped businesses for many years get errors off their credit report and as a result, be able to get better credit. In many cases, the creditors that you're dealing with, your vendors, do not report automatically to Experian or Dun & Bradstreet. You got to get them to do that because that's the experience, the trade lines they're looking at to see what kind of experience you have as a payer. So you can do it yourself, but again, i found a place that can help people do that, tourtobusiness.com, to improve your business credit score and help your business dramatically. And Jordan, are there particular activities that the business owner can do that will actually affect their business score even without other merchants making an entry? The main way you can improve your business credit rating is to have your payment experience uh, be reported on a regular basis to the credit bureaus, uh, Dun Bradstreet and Experian uh, particularly. So all you have to do is to give uh, to Experian and Dun Bradstreet the names uh, of the, your creditors and vendors, uh, contact information there, email, phone number, that kind of thing, and they will go about doing it and update your payment history. Dun Bradstreet has what's called the Paydex score, the top being 80. If you're paying your bills on time, you're going to have a good credit score. Uh, and that's going to make it much easier for you to get credit at good terms and good interest rates going forward. Whenever you want to start a new relationship with a new vendor uh, or creditor, they're going to take a look at your score and see how you're doing. If you're a good payer, you're going to get the best deals. Jordan, in putting together the foundations of my business, you know, I look at various structures. And But for a lot of the businesses that have been involved for a, a year or so and have an organization, should I relook at that again? Good idea. In many cases, people start a business as a sole proprietorship, just kind of running it out of their personal account. And then uh, they've got to change the structure. Maybe a subchapter S could make sense. Uh, We can bring in some investors. Subchapter C is a little bit more formal. Uh, You might do a limited partnership. You might do a limited liability corporation, LLC. There are pros and cons of all the different structures here. I always say when you start a business, You should structure it so you can sell it in the future. LLC may be the best way to do that. And also, you want to have asset protection. All kinds of people are getting sued these days. You have protection against uh, excess taxes. What I've done is set up an LLC based in Nevada because there's all kinds of asset protection rules there as a way of protecting your business against lawsuits and other kinds of liabilities. 
Now, there's a place that can help people figure out if you have the correct structure or if you need to do a better one, and that website is businessanswerstoday.com, and they've got a phone number, too, 877-627-5555, and it's something you may think you have it right, and maybe you do, but maybe you don't. A lot of people are in the wrong structure, and by switching, I mean, I, my business has been going since 1993. And only about a year or so ago did I create this Nevada-based LLC uh, to put my subchapter S corporation in that for additional asset protection. So it never hurts to kind of make sure you have the correct structure to protect yourself against liability problems and also taxes. So again, that website, businessanswerstoday.com or 877-627-5555. They've helped thousands of businesses get the right structure. Jordan, we want to thank you again for joining us today. I mean, this you've just given us so much great information and some great action items. I know I'm going to be visiting a lot of these resources. Well, thanks so much, Craig and Shai. I really do like to give people specific resources that can help them. People run their business typically around the business and not all these other issues about getting the correct structure and getting their business credit report in good shape and getting the best financing and making their corporate cash work for them. So hopefully I've given them some good advice and some specific structures and resources to help them put the advice into action. Uh, we think that's certainly the case. Is there anything else you'd like to offer our listeners? Well, my website, moneyanswers.com, has all kinds of resources, videos, links of all types. And I'm always glad to get emails from your listeners on all the things we've talked about uh, to, if they want to amplify it any further. So always they can contact me at moneyanswers.com. Our guest today has been Jordan Goodman, host of the highly popular weekly Money Answers radio show on Voice America Business Network. You can learn more about Jordan in our show notes at businessownersradio.com. And you know, Jordan has several of his books available on audible.com. And through a special offer for listeners of Business Owners Radio, Audible is offering a free audio download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just click on the Audible 30-day free trial logo in the show notes at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business. <laughs>